Venture into one of the fastest growing businesses on earth right now on Cannabis Economy. Converging with the brightest and best cannabis leaders and luminaries, paving the way to progress your profit margin. Capitalize and compound your cannabis portfolio now on Cannabis Economy with your host, Seth Adler. The Minority Cannabis Business Association. The MCBA has been created specifically to progress the cannabis industry by increasing diversity, creating equal access and economic empowerment for cannabis businesses, their patients, and the communities most affected by the war on drugs. Welcome to Cannabis Economy. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube with the handle Can Economy, two ends in the word economy. I'm your host, Seth Adler, also proudly a board member of the MCBA. After a recent board meeting, we turned on the microphones where the chairman, Jesse Horton, and some of the board members, Jeanette Ward of MJ Freeway, Shailene Title of THC Staffing, Jason Ortiz of MVFR, our old friend Shabnam Malik, Judge Shelley Hayes, Danny Kazar Sutton, and Guy Obellum all shared a little bit about the MCBA. No, we just completed the MCBA uh, board meeting, and I'm here with the uh, board. Jesse, you're the guy that kind of brought us all together. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. For doing that. Just go ahead and state the the mission statement one more time. You've done it already on the the podcast. Why did you put together, or why did you bring together the Minority Cannabis Business Association? Sure, sure. Um, MCBA's mission really is to create equal access and economic empowerment for cannabis businesses their patients and the communities most affected by the war on drugs. And um, I really saw the vision for the organization as I started to be more involved from the business standpoint and having more of a philanthropic uh, background with working the community and just seeing just an unbelievable need for people to get together um, who have more insight into the industry as this is shaping um, and have the ability to make sure that it becomes a better industry and not just another industry um, and also the ability to help others who really um, desperately want to become a part of what we understand is so great. Absolutely. I, I know I was really excited uh, when we first got in contact about me being on the board. How how did you find these fine people that we're looking at? And then we'll we'll introduce each one of them. You know, what, what were you looking for, I guess, when finding the initial set of board members? You know, that's an interesting question. I never really thought much about it. I think I met everyone kind of just circulating around the different conferences. You know, that's one of the things that I made sure to do. Uh, when I got into the industry was to really take some time and get to know the people, get to know the businesses, Mm. uh, the conferences, get as much information as possible before I decided where I fit, if I fit at all. So I did that, um, and that's part of where I saw the need, but that's also where I saw and met the majority of everyone who's on the board now. Some of them were introduced to me by other amazing board members, Mm. and uh, some of them I knew had, had a really good personal relationship with before I brought them on. I think what I was ultimately looking for um, was just... It's me understanding, you know, from a from an engineering background, knowing that in order to make the best product, you have to have different minds thinking about it. You have to have people who are somewhat maybe opposed, people who are holding hands together and really understanding what the issue is and developing um, something that really meets everyone everyone's goal and just to further the industry. And that's one goal that I saw from each of the people um, that, that are on the board right now is that they wanted to see the industry be better. They maybe had different perspectives from different regions, uh, different parts of the industry, different cultures within the industry, whatever it may be, uh, but with the under 
under understanding that they all had the one vision to make the industry better, I knew that it would it should work. There you go. And uh, everybody's kind of different here, which is kind of nice. One person can't do it alone. That's what you said, basically. And so uh, we've got I don't know. We got people from all, all stripes. We got comedians. Right? Sure. That's what they tell me. <laughs> yeah, that's what they tell you. All right. I continue to believe them. <laughs> How did you tell me Jesse? I'm a writer? <laughs> How did you meet Jesse? And introduce yourself. Oh, hello. Yeah. Ungai Obelum here. N G A I O B E A L U M. Find me on the Twitter at or Twitter.com slash Ungayo420. There we go. 419 other Ungayos. That's the classic <laughs> joke. <laughs> You're the most uh, recent one. Well, yeah. that's what I told my grandma. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> How'd you meet Jesse? We met at the uh, International <laughs> Cannabis Business Conference, I think, either in Ashland or Portland or Eugene. Yeah, I think it was somewhere down south one, one Oregon. Of those, one of those conferences one of those that Oregon I mentioned. Conferences. Yeah. I work with those guys, too. We're going to yeah. be in Vancouver in October. Come on out. Awesome. And we just hit it off, man. And uh, he told me about it. And I thought it was a great idea. And I think we need to do uh, way more outreach into the uh, communities of color mm-hmm. uh, and make sure that the people most affected by the war on drugs or the war on some drugs get a chance to get a cut there you go beautiful economic pie and that i guess that's the the table stakes what are you most excited about as far as the mcba having sat here today and and, you know the past couple months energy passion knowledge experience uh we have it all man everybody here does everything so there we go uh, you know and i'm also i love marijuana so (laughs) i do that does come through that does come through that's something else we all have in common indeed i love my kids don't tell them don't tell them i said that that's fair we won't judge you and uh, that's There's how no I'm going to, here to, to go ahead and pass it to the judge, right? <laughs> that's right. That's... <laughs> All right. So go ahead and uh, introduction. My name is Shelley Williams Hayes. I'm a retired circuit court judge from Chicago, Illinois. Can you believe that we're doing this? Can you believe as a retired circuit judge? Can you believe that this is what we're doing? I'm so happy to be a part of this movement. You know, I feel that the laws are changing. They're favorable. I listened to some of the things that Jesse says about, you know, his movement in Oregon and how receptive everyone is to what he's doing and feel like, you know, when I met him at the National Cannabis Business Conference in Denver, you know, I met him and he was on a panel discussing businesses for African Americans and getting more people involved. I met Wanda James the same uh, day, I think, and we were, you know, just talking about what we could do to get, you know, more minorities and women yeah. involved in the cannabis business. So I literally, when the laws changed in Illinois, I, I literally ran off the bench so that I can get involved. <laughs> there you go. Can I put you on the spot and uh, ask you to talk about maybe a, a case, um, you know, uh, that you had to adjudicate that did involve cannabis? Yes, I used to uh, preside over cases, uh, forcible entry and detainer was the name of the division, but it was basically evictions. Uh And one of the things that, there's a book that's coming out next month, it's called Evicted. It's uh, very well received. Um, It's already won a prize. The author discusses what what it means to be evicted in the United States. And one of the things that she said that really struck me, uh, and it's reminiscent of some of the things in the marijuana business, but she said that uh, incarceration is to black men what evictions are to black women. I see many cases where people are evicted because of the sale of drugs. Right. 
and that is a violation of any housing law that they're involved with. And so they can very well be evicted and put on the street. And it destroys families. And so, you know, those are the things that you have to do when you're a judge. You you give them as much time as you can within the restraints of the law, but you're pretty much bound by what the law says. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So uh, it's uh, debatable how, how blind justice is, I guess, in that in, in that case. Um, so we're happy to have you, I guess, off the bench then, for that matter, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so Shabnam is a returning guest. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Are you, how is it to not uh, to not be with your partner? It's really difficult, actually. How right? many times have I mentioned Amanda today? I hope a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot of times. Her. Well, yeah. <laughs> what about? Um, we didn't even. Uh, I think we didn't even know that we were on the board I together know. <laughs> at the time. I don't think we knew. Um, but what? What? Uh, what are you excited about as far as MCBA is concerned? Because we did get a chance to talk to you about Brandon Bank Branch. Right. Right. Well, I'm excited about uh, being able to participate in the empowerment and development of a real minority. Um, uh, ownership stake in this industry. And as everybody here knows, after my participation today, I think that's really important is ownership, um, uh, being comfortable with the idea of being a business owner, making money, um, employing other people, participating in the economy in that way, yeah. um, as well as affecting policy and activism and social change. I think they're two sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. So I'm really excited to be able to help in any way I can, whether it's through contribution of legal services or just my participation as a board member just to um, help with that kind of change. Excellent. Wonderful. And you, it's, uh, it's obvious that that uh, is central to your being. So, uh, as you say it. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. Cannabisradio.com Commercial consumption completed. 
Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. So, Shailene, uh, folks will know your name and title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Shailene Title. I'm oh. a partner with THC Staffing Group. How did you meet Jesse? Um, I think I actually predate Jesse on the MCBA board. Oh, right. There's the... Uh, there's, I guess, the BC. What do we call it? How well, do we? Not, well, not quite. Um, uh, Tiffany, well, because it was the MCIA. We talked about it before. We had to yeah, go through right. well, yeah, and all T- that. Tiffany Bowden and I um, first uh, started the organization with a couple of other members. Hmm. And at that time, Tiffany Bowden was the president of the organization as we got kind of up and running and started to really determine uh, what was going to be important for us to focus on, uh, understanding that we wanted more minorities to be involved. And uh, Tiffany, I think, had some type of relationship or had known uh, Shalene, and that's kind of how we got, got it. Yeah, Tiffany and I both went to the University of Illinois. Uh huh. Um, and so I heard the about fighting the fighting Illini, I believe. The, it right? was the fighting Illini. Yeah. I'm not sure if it still is. Okay. Oh, because that might be offensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I met Jesse. <laughs> um, I was just excited because people had been talking for so long about finding a place for people of color, you know, in the industry and in the movement. And uh, Tiffany and George and Jesse were the first people to actually do it. So I jumped on it as soon as I had the chance. And and what are you excited about most today, you know, as, as we go forward here? You know, I see a lot of enthusiasm from cannabis companies that want to give back to the communities, that want to get more involved in repairing the damage done Mm -hmm. by the war on drugs, but they don't quite know how to do it. And so I see that as a big opportunity for MCBA to help companies give people that economic empowerment and provide that positive impact back for communities. It really is kind of nice to be here in the wake of Prohibition capped off by uh, the the war on drugs. What a wonderful coupling, right? The prohibition into the war on drugs, and then here we are. (laughs) So, Shailene, thank you. Jason, uh, you've got some policy experience, right? Sure. So my name is Jason Ortiz, and I'm a campaign strategist. I work on both electoral campaigns but also legislative ones on cannabis policy or the death penalty or educational rights and anything that really needs somebody to fight for them. So we have to do this. We have to take this tangent. It being, what, the Wednesday after Super Tuesday of uh, 2016, we just had the primaries. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to uh, prognosticate what you think is going to happen. I mean, I do think that Bernie will win in the end, and I think that his stance on legalization actually is going to be a big part of that, like we saw what happened in Colorado. And so... So he wins the Democratic nomination. Yeah, and then I am thinking Trump will win the Trump nomination. Yeah, I do think he will win it. And then uh, in November, just for fun, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it won't be, uh, (laughs) what do you think think will happen, Bernie Um, versus Trump? Well, I mean, in my core being, I believe that the folks that oppose folks like Trump will rise up and organize. And I do think we have the capacity to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think organizations like the MCBA specifically yeah. um, are going to play a big role in that and shaping why it's so important to make sure we keep minority communities in mind. Because if we don't, you know, you have folks like Trump that are going to destroy the country. So I think, you know, even if you're not just a cannabis policy person, uh, paying attention to how the various policies that are being discussed will affect you is going to be super important over the next six months or so. Uh, absolutely over the next six months, yeah. without question. Uh, what about what's on the uh, ballot? I mean, there are a number of states that have mm-hmm. ballot initiatives, others that have, uh, you know, um, 
uh, things in state houses, and you know, sure. what what is your general sense of how things are going? Um, and I think as far as cannabis goes, that we're going to see a lot of wins yeah. in, in 2016. It's going to be huge. I mean, as somebody from Connecticut, you know, I'm currently living in Puerto Rico, but I am from Connecticut. I'm actually really excited about Massachusetts, mm. um, their bill coming up, as it'll be the first New England state to legalize. Yeah. And so we've seen a lot of the West Coast kind of progress much faster than the East Coast as far as cannabis policy goes. So I'm feeling really good about our West Coast friends out here in California, but I'm most excited about finally seeing a New England state be at the cutting edge of something. There you go. <laughs> and just to one last question. U.S. Virgin Islands dealt a little bit of a setback, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that uh, Senator Nelson will do his best to, to get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. What about Puerto Rico? If you're, so if you're based Puerto Rico's got some exciting things. Actually, the outgoing Governor Padilla is super supportive of legalization and yeah. made a statement during his State of the States address, although it's not a state. But um, he also made an executive... Yeah, yeah. It's a, conversation for another podcast. Right. But um, he did make an executive order to implement a medical program unilaterally. Yeah. And so it's clear that at least one of the major parties in Puerto Rico are pushing for legalization, which is the first time I've seen that since I've been alive. Okay. All right. I'm so excited. that's that's the, the state of the state or the state <laughs> of the whatever. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. shooting past a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Commercial consumption completed. Now back to Cannabis Economy, only on CannabisRadio.com. Here's Seth Adler. Uh, Danny? Yeah, Danielle Kazare Sutton, and I'm from Chicago. And uh, I have to say how I met Jesse first before you even asked, because actually I didn't meet him till after I got on the board. <laughs> Look at that. I am very involved in social entrepreneurship. That's that's my thing. Is that this industry has an opportunity to pay back in kind so many wonderful things that they can do for the communities that were so not only disadvantaged communities, but historically discriminated against communities of color, 
and to actually put back some of the families. We lost so many black families because of mass incarceration, dad's gone, the eviction problems. So I've been very involved in, in the social enterprise. I, I don't like the whole not-for-profit thing of beg, beg, beg. Yeah. To me, it makes more sense for you to make, 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 and yep. then be able to give, give, give without begging. Shabnam talked about that and earlier Shabnam, today. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I reached out to Jesse. I was doing a panel, supposedly, for the Social Capital Markets Conference here in San Francisco, uh-huh. beautiful city we're in right now. And for some reason, we didn't get on the docket, but they contacted me and said, look, will you just come out and do a spot on a video? Sure. And so we didn't get to do the panel, but that introduced me to Jesse, which was one of the best things that's ever happened. There you go. He's not bad, this guy. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy to be involved in this movement. This is an incredible bunch of people. It uh, is. We have to be. We all like weed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And it's and that's just a few of them. Danny, thank you so much. That's just a, a few of the board members. We, we obviously have more. One important person that I want to mention uh, is Jeanette Ward, uh, who's been doing a, a lot of the work behind the scenes. And it oh, she just walked in. <laughs> So, Jeanette, uh, first off, thank you so much for your work. We all know that you're doing a ton, so thank you. This is a sitting ovation that you're getting, which is uh, not, which is rare. What are you most excited about? You know, you you really are putting us all together here. What's uh, what's most exciting to you? Oh, the work that we're doing. Indeed. Okay, I think the most exciting thing is the collective power we will create. Distribute in the hands of minorities to the work that we're doing. And I don't think we even yet realize how big that will be and mm. how much weight that will carry. Yeah. And I'm honored to be in a group of people this amazing and smart and with this much experience. I've got like a fraction, if you see my two fingers, is a fraction <laughs> of experience. And then I can sit in the room and share the room with you guys is incredible. And that's Thank fair, you. and that's a, that's a great point. But we should, I mean, you do have a fair amount of corporate experience with fairly sizable companies, right? I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into that. Yeah, but that's okay. So I got a good schooling on how not to do it. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, Jeanette. Jesse, in, in closing, uh, I mean, I know that we are all excited to kind of get going here. Um, you know, is there uh, any last point that you want to put on here, a, a kind of final coup de grace to set us on our way? Yeah, I think um, I think it's just important to really understand that this this organization um, is really about making sure that minorities have uh, an equal access to the opportunity that's presented uh, by this industry. But it's not just because it's because we understand that by doing so, we'll make it a better industry. Uh, we truly believe that cannabis. I think, and I've been challenged on this, and I may have said this on a previous podcast, I don't know, I think has the largest demographic of users um, of any non-essential product, you know, other than like toilet paper or things like that, right? Yep. I mean, there's so many different types of people, so many different ages, so many different uh, backgrounds, perspectives, uh, Republicans, Democrats, independents, whatever you can think of or you can talk about, I think there's a lot of people that are using and benefiting and really enjoying this plant. Um, and with that in mind, if we're not building this industry uh, with that in, in, in our mind, if we're not you know, developing organizations, if we're not thinking about this as we're talking about policies, if we're not thinking about this as we're um, developing our successful businesses, as we're marketing our businesses, whatever it may be, I think we're going to miss the boat on where the industry can go from 
um, in a means of economic empowerment, but also as a means of giving back for social good. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's that's ultimately everyone's mission is to make this a better industry as a whole. And we just know that this is our particular way of um, of contributing to that. Yeah, and from an economy standpoint, what it sounds like you're pointing out is we don't even know how big the cannabis economy is, so to speak. Um, and so let's pay attention to all aspects of it. Yeah, it's, I think it's unbelievable. I think um, we'll look back on this and, and really see, um, you know, what this plant has in store for us. I think it's why it's mind-blowing. I just, you know, I'm lucky to be a part of the industry. There we go. We all are. Thank you so much to Jesse. Thank you to each other. All right. FCBA board, and we're out. The Minority Cannabis Business Association. How can you do? Go ahead and go to minoritycannabis.org. Org. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Uh, put in your information. Uh, would love uh, corporate sponsorship. Would love uh, personal members. Would love involvement of any kind. Appreciate you listening. And uh, here's to the MCBA. Time to converge listeners to our product and service supplying sponsors. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.